Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Heart of Hallmark podcast. I am Grace Hart, and today I'm going to be recapping my top 10 Hallmark Christmas movies. So if you've been watching along, then hopefully some of these will be your favorite too. There were a lot of movies this year. It was very difficult to keep up with them all. I'm sure you had a hard time too. I know Thanksgiving, I think there were four or five brand new movie premieres just in one weekend alone. So it got a little crazy. So by now we've all had a chance if we missed it the first time in the premiere to go back and watch it again as they are still showing and winding down with the Christmas movies. I do have a couple of noteworthy movies on my list here um, that aren't my top 10, but they're noteworthy because they're not on Hallmark. But I want to point out the Lifetime movie, Christmas in Tune, with Reba McIntyre and John Schneider. I really enjoyed this movie. I was surprised. This was a nice surprise. I uh, saw that advertised. I like both of them. Wasn't sure how they would work together. But I really enjoyed this movie about two professionals, that um, professional singers, that... Uh, had a child together, they had been separated for a long time, they agreed to reunite to help their daughter um, put on a Christmas charity concert, um, so getting back on stage together. I really thought that the two worked well together, I enjoyed the storyline, I thought it was different, and I thought it was really good, so I hope you enjoyed that too. And then the other one that I enjoyed that wasn't a Hallmark movie was a Netflix movie, a Castle for Christmas with Brooke Shields and Carrie Yules. And uh, Brooke Shields plays a best-selling author who's going through some type of scandal in her life with her writing. So she journeys to Scotland where she falls in love with an actual castle and faces off with the grumpy Duke who owns it. Um, I've always been a Brooke Shields fan, not that she does a lot. Uh, she has done the um, Flower Pot Mystery movies on Hallmark, so she is kind of a Hallmark alumni. And I always enjoy Carrie Yules, if you remember him from The Princess Bride. He's done um, some guest spots on the TV show Psych, which I happen to be a fan of as well. And he's done uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. So Carrie Yules is an old-time name people will tend to remember. I thought it was different. I thought it was good. I did enjoy them together. So those are two ones that I found noteworthy that weren't on Hallmark. So let's start the actual Hallmark list. So here we go. My number 10 was Christmas at Castle Heart. Uh, this was okay. That's why it ranked 10. We have, uh, of course, Lacey Chabert and Stuart Townsend. Uh, Stuart Townsend is new to Hallmark. I think this is his first movie. Lacey Chabert, obviously we know her. She is one of my favorites. And this actually made my list mostly for her because I like her. Um, I loved Christmas in Rome. She's just one of my all-time Hallmark favorites. It was okay. Uh, she plays... Um, Brooke Bennett who goes to Ireland for Christmas to search for her Irish roots. While she's there she meets charming Aidan Hart, Earl of Glasgow. Mistaken for an elite event planner she's hired to host his ca castle's epic Christmas party. So I, I mean I thought it was okay. She goes with her sister. I really wasn't crazy about the the girl they cast to play her sister and I wasn't really crazy about her chemistry with Stuart Townsend. Uh, it was filmed on site in Ireland. 
So therefore, how can it not make a list? The scenery was beautiful. It didn't have that overly Christmas feel to me for being a Christmas movie, but it really didn't need to because the rest of the scenery being filmed in Ireland at a real castle, it was beautiful. And the, the storyline held up enough, Lacey made it work, that it did make my top 10 at number 10. Okay, now number nine and I didn't even do this on purpose. Number nine is the nine kittens of Christmas. So that's just coincidence there that the nine kittens of Christmas happens to come in at number nine. But we all loved the um, the nine lives of Christmas. Um, of course, with Brandon Ruth, Kimberlene Sustad, and Greg Harrison, they are all back for this second in line movie. And this was okay. It's got cats. So how can we not make this go put on the list? It just has the history. We love these characters. We were all invested in the the Nine Lives of Christmas movie. We've all been waiting for a follow up and here it is. But it only makes number nine because it was kind of a little predictable. Um, they could have done a little bit of a better job with the storyline. So it only made number nine for me. Um, and let's all hope that we do get a, uh, a follow-up with the wedding because we do want to see these two get married. We are invested in their relationship and their kittens now. So uh, that was number nine. Number eight for me was a Mrs. Miracle Christmas. I saw on Facebook um, a lot of groups, a lot of people had a problem with this. They were trying to compare the other Mrs. Miracle movies that had Doris Roberts with this one. So they seemed to be disappointed with this one because it wasn't Doris Roberts. Nobody will ever be Doris Roberts. She nailed the Mrs. Miracle movies, but sadly she has passed away and it is just not possible to have any more Mrs. Miracles with Doris Roberts. Um, I thought putting Caroline Ray was a very interesting choice, and I thought she did a very good job of making this character her own, not trying to copy Doris Roberts or be something that she can't be, and I thought for a first time out, I thought this movie did have a lot of... Um, a lot of oomph to it. I thought it had a lot of Christmas spirit, um, deals with a family going through loneliness and loss of faith and Mrs. Miracle swoops in to renew their Christmas spirit and they experience a holiday of heavenly proportions and I think that this movie hit the mark as far as you know faith reminder of what Christmas is all about that it is about family and it is about sometimes having to move on from things in our life to be able to accept new things that come into our lives so um, I did enjoy that Number seven for me was One December Night. I was actually a little surprised on this one. This was about two music managers who have to put their history aside to oversee the televised reunion performance of their rock star dads with a fractured past. This had Peter Gallagher, Bruce Campbell, and Elise Mumford and Brett Dalton in it. I liked this movie and Bruce Campbell and Peter Gallagher carried this movie. Um, I think with lesser skilled actors, this could have been a little cheesy, but both of them being wonderful seasoned actors um, from stage, TV, uh, movies, they just brought this to life um, for two former stars who just had an argument way back, split up, 
trying to reunite. They both needed this concert. Yeah, I just thought it was really great. Eloise Mumford, Brett Dalton play the kids, obviously, you know, who are both managers trying to get their dads together to do this reunion show. And I just thought it was really, really great dealing with an aspect of aging. And as you age, um, obviously, Bruce Campbell plays a character that we do find out through this has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And it was a really poignant movie about um, things that are more important than riffs, um, appreciating what you have with friendships and family. So I really enjoyed the movie. And Peter Gallagher actually did sing um, the music segments. Bruce Campbell did not, but Peter Gallagher did. My number six movie for me was Five More Minutes. This had Nikki Deloche, who we all know, and David Hayden Jones. He's been in other movies as well. I think he was in The Bramble House. Nikki Deloche was, uh, has been in many Christmas movies and other movies. We all love her. Um, this was actually inspired by Scotty McCreary's song, Five More Minutes. And a, women's a woman's Christmas wish is answered in unexpected ways when her late grandfather's journal turns up and reveals an untold romance. And I just enjoyed this with her going through the journal and unraveling the romance and having romance issues in her own life and being afraid to take a chance. Um, just if you watched it, you know what I mean. It was just an excellent moment about appreciating the time that you have uh, with the people that you have around you and not to waste time in life. So that was a really good one. Watch that a couple of times. Number five for me, halfway through the list, number five was Tis the Season to be Merry. This starred Rachel Lee Cook and Travis Van Winkle. Now this one is, uh, she's another author, and looking for a fresh angle to her book on relationships, Mary heads to snow-covered Vermont. She finds a new perspective and Christmas cheer with charismatic aid worker Adam. So this was great. She's having trouble. She comes up with a concept for a book on relationships. The publishers think she actually has a guy she's having a relationship with. Um, so her friend and her try to go to Vermont, have a little vacation with the friend's family, runs into the friend's brother, Adam, who's supposed to be doing aid work somewhere and ends up at home. I just love Rachel Lee Cook. I think she just brings a freshness and a lightness to any movie she's in. So I thought this movie was just fun to watch and a lot of Christmas cheer and, and fun stuff in there. So I really enjoyed that one. My number four, um, and I was surprised at this one that I liked it so much, was A, a Kiss Before Christmas. Now, this one had James Denton and Terry Hatcher and Mary Lou Henner. We all know Mary Lou Henner. She's done um, quite a few of the Hallmark mystery movies, mostly the Aurora Tea Garden ones where she plays Aurora's mother. I guess Terry Hatcher and James Denton did Devious Maids or Devious Housewives, one of those TV shows together, which I never watched, so I didn't realize that. So for them, this was a reunion, and I have to say I did enjoy their chemistry together. James Denton plays Ethan, and when nice guy Ethan casually wishes that his life had taken a different course, he wakes up 
the next day to find nothing is the same. He's not married to his wife, Joyce. He doesn't have teenage, ki teenage kids anymore, and he's CEO of his company. If he wants to reclaim his original life and the family he loves, he has to convince Joyce he's telling the truth and win her over, and he only has until Christmas um, to do that, Christmas Day. I just thought this was a fun movie. It was a good reminder at Christmas time. Sometimes we get so caught up in work and everyday stuff, we don't really appreciate what we have. We don't really take the time to continue to get to know the people that we're with. We forget their hopes and dreams. So I thought this was good, and I thought the two of them worked very well and had very good chemistry together. So that was a nice surprise for me. I didn't expect that at all. I watched that thinking, ah, I'll give it a try. Maybe I'll turn it off if I don't like it. And I was actually kind of surprised that I did enjoy that. Had a lot, you know, a lot to say about um, sometimes we just don't see what's right in front of us. Okay, number three. This was fun. An unexpected Christmas with Bethany Joy Lenz and Tyler Hines. And who doesn't love either one of them? Although Tyler Hines did look different without the beard and mustache. So that was commented. It gave him a different look for this movie. Um, Bethany Joy Lenz, I am just a big fan of hers. So I generally do enjoy all the movies she's in. I just enjoy her comedic timing. She just seems effortless in her, her acting. But I love this. They play a couple that's um, no longer together, but he hasn't told his family they're not together. They end up at the same train station at his hometown. His family just assumes they're together. So they end up posing together as a couple at his family's house for Christmas. So this was just fun because it's something, let's face it, I could see some of us in real life doing they didn't want to hurt the family's feelings and she was there on work and lost her interview so he promised that the governor he's been speech writing for would be her you know do an interview with her he doesn't really know the governor that well he's new to the job and has to pull strings to make that happen but great movie they end up realizing that um they really um enjoyed each other and became a couple again after all so I enjoyed that. Number two on my list is Next Stop Christmas. Uh, didn't hear much talk about this. This was an earlier one, so a lot of people tend to forget about it. Um, I enjoyed this. Angie is determined to spend Christmas alone, but her unusual commuter ride turns into a Christmas train that drops her off in her hometown in 2011. This stars Lindsay Fonseca, Chandler Massey, Leah Thompson, and Christopher Lloyd. How can we not love a movie? I'm a little older here, so I'm a back to the future when it first came out person. So I guess there is a little um, emotional significance for me, nostalgia with Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd in this. But I just um, thought it was great. She plays a doctor and uh, she doesn't go home very much. So for this train to take her back home, back into 2011 when she was younger, still in med school, um, she can't get back on the train with the return ticket till she realizes what in her life she needs to change. She ends up getting her parents' marriage back on track, um, seeing how that went wrong. And she also realized that the person that she loved was right in front of her all along and her lifelong friend. So I just thought that was a really good movie. And again, nostalgia for Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd. 
Okay, so now we come down to number one, which, and again, these are just my general picks. They don't have to be your picks. Mine number one is A Dickens of a Holiday with Brooke D'Orsay and Christopher Palaha. Um, I loved this. Didn't think I was going to love it. I wouldn't have told you this would make number one, but I did actually enjoy this. I do love Christopher Palaha, and I think this is one of his, as far as acting, best movies yet. Um, Brooke D'Orsay plays a um, director, and she's at home. They live in a town called Dickens. It's the 100th anniversary of their hometown's Victorian festival. So this is a big deal in this town. She's doing this play. The main person who's playing Scrooge can't do the play. But um, Jake grew up in this town. He went on to be a big action movie star. Uh, he's looking to do another role that's a serious role that he's not being taken seriously for because they think all he can do is action movies he ends up coming back home to his hometown to be Scrooge in this play and it was just a really good movie with um, the two of them who weren't really a thing but came to kind of, they knew each other in high school but he actually asked her to the to the prom and she said no so it was just really good with them getting to know each other she helped him to really get into his role, um, to find the inner oomph that he needed to do this Scrooge role and pull it off. And I have to say, the few scenes that we saw from the Christmas Carol on stage scenes in this movie, I think I would love to see a whole movie with Christopher Palaha playing Scrooge as the main character because you could just tell he really just blew it away changing getting into that character and I just thought it was a, a really good movie and I enjoyed that so those were my picks for my top 10 you can feel free to go to the Facebook page for the heart of Hallmark and um, give me your impressions for what you thought your top movies were the great thing about Hallmark having Lifetime do Christmas movies, having the few on Netflix, GAC Family is getting into Hallmark movie, you know, more Hallmark type movies. Um, and I'll do another podcast on what's going on between GAC and, and Hallmark. But um, everybody is going to have favorites. And that's okay. We have lots of different options. And the more the better everybody can find a movie that hopefully speaks to them. And it's all going to be different. The most important thing is that we all get to watch a few Christmas movies. We all get to get in the spirit and we all get to enjoy them. Thanks a lot for tuning into this podcast. Tune in after the new year. We will continue to do these podcasts. We will go over the winter movies as Hallmark changes into their seasonal movies. We will be here. I will be here right along with them. And I will recap and give you my take on the movies. So thanks a lot for listening um, through the holidays, especially as I'm getting this podcast up and running and still getting the hang of things. And I will see you in 2022 for the new winter movies.